Welcome to New Music Fridays with your boy TZ, where each Friday we are bringing you insight on the newest drops, the best drops, and even a quick review on some of the best music that dropped that day. Be sure to check out the new playlist created by myself that will drop each Friday with every new episode of New Music Fridays. That will have all of the best tracks that I mentioned today all in one place. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Damn, son, where'd you find this? All right, let's get started. So first, let's talk about the albums, and I'm going to give you a first impressions review on the album of the episode, which is Rideway's Soulfly. But first, let's talk about the new album. So we got Big Mensa's I Tape. None of you guys have been following. He dropped the tape of last year. Okay. We got Young Dolphin Key Glock Dumb and Dumber 2. And they definitely went dumb on there. Then you got NF who dropped Clouds, the mixtape. YBN Namir dropped Visionland. Gallant dropped Neptune. And then Trevor Jackson dropped The Love Language. Now, you guys may not know who that is, but he got popular off the show Gronish. And then Justin Bieber dropped Justice Deluxe. Um, solid album. I guess it's okay. It's, it's cool. Then Benny Blanco dropped Friends Keep Secrets too. So those are the main album drops of the weekend. Um, but we also had some, some singles. But we'll get into the singles later. First, let's talk about the first impressions review of Rodway Soulfly. So Rodway was on our top 10 list of last year. Probably not the most hip-hop head choice of albums. But I, there was something about his album that I really liked. But anyway, with this particular album... Off of an initial listen, it is nowhere near as good as the last album for a variety of reasons. He doesn't have necessarily the hit-making songs on here, but there are some aspects of the album that are pretty good, others where he falls short. So overall, the album feels like it's not necessarily new in sound, but new in perspective as far as where he is in life now with the fame. Songs like Soulfly and Richard really highlight that. Soulfly really talking about what the fame brings and how his family and friends think of him where he is right now in life and then richer is really as it sounds it's talking about how he's so much more richer than he is now than he's ever been and what comes with that but overall i feel like he's very much focused on the hard parts of his life while that makes for good moments and, and heartfelt lyrics that he's able to tap into some of his more painful memories it's starting to feel like he's dragging that out you know what i'm saying i think he should focus on what new content and what new experiences he can make you know overall the highs of the album his courses we've talked about that before i love his courses and his singing ability that's a great talent to add in this drake era of music you know being able to make your own hit records you don't have to get a drake um to do that for you you know um but he's able to do that over the average rapper you know a lot of rappers are doing that now harmonizing their own lyrics that's a great talent but it's something that's common and he has the ability to do it a little bit better than the average person um but then the the sound quality of the album is also better than some of his previous music usually sounds like they're recording off a fucking cell phone like like come on man you got you have the money the audio quality should reflect that so this album was one of the first times he really got that right in my opinion um, and then he also has some great samples. If you if you go to songs like The Street Runner, that's a great sample. I fuck with it. While the song didn't necessarily capture me because I feel like there were certain things that we'll get into that I didn't like about it. But overall, those are some of the best things about it. So, some of my favorite songs. Soulfly. To me, it's a great showcase of where he is in life right now. Blame On You is a very catchy song, which would be a great single. I love the chorus and the message. That's my personal favorite. You have songs like Don't Forget, Richard Rapolo, Julian Tombstone, which was also pretty unique, and they had this choir at the end I thought was really dope. Outside of those songs, especially Blame On You and Tombstone, 
I feel like he didn't really do much to get out of his normal pocket, and that's a low to me. So, speaking of lows, I don't feel like he really pushed himself lyrically or sonically, and he sticks to the same formula for the most part. Now, that's fine when you're really killing it, maybe one or two albums of doing that, but Broadway, while he may just now really be getting this popular in the last year or two, he is in a place where you should be able to at least experiment a little bit more. I mean, you got like, what, 16 to 20 track album? You can throw on at least half of those songs really, really testing yourself, you know? Um, but although that is my main criticism, he did have a few moments where he did that. Like I said, Don't Forget um, was one uh, in Tombstone with the choir, but Over My Dead Body, OMDB was also kind of that, and I appreciated that. I wasn't a big fan of the song, um, but essentially he sings the Over My Dead Body um, sample from Drake's song, which I thought was really cool. Now, while some of the audio clips that lead or close out songs add value, like in the song Don't Forget, there are some that are downright too long and not worth having. Like, like bro, what the fuck was the end of Street Runner? It's like this random girl on there talking. I see if it was like a really quick voicemail. You know, he trying to showcase he got hoes on that. But that shit was like two minutes long with somebody just rambling, and it sounded annoying as shit. He had a couple of moments like that throughout the album, and I thought like, yo, if you're going to have audio clips, that's one thing. But make sure they're concise and short. We're not, that's not what we playing the tracks for, okay? Um, and then his lyrics um, should be a bit more to highlight. If you're using the audio clips to, I guess, give the, a vibe of what you mean or your song, I think they should supplement it, but they shouldn't be the defining factor of what you're trying to get across. So I think he, he definitely failed that on some of the songs. Um, but overall, he, that was an L to the, to the album to me. That was a low. Um, and then the last half of the album definitely loses steam, and the songs start to sound too much of the same. Now, I'm a Rodway fan, so for the most part, I could differentiate between meanings and lyrics and different beats, but the last half failed to do that for me. Um, and I think that's a, a criticism that most non-Rodway fans have, so he has to be listening to the criticism at this point in his career. You want to elevate, you have to take attention to that. So, anyway... The overall verdict of the album, I give it two to three out of five muses. And so it's an okay slash average album. Um, it could be better, but it seems like an album that's more so focused on keeping his name in the streets. If you're a Rideway fan, then you would get more of what you like. If you are not, I really doubt this album will do that. So that's it for the album of the episode. Now let's get into the singles. Okay, so we had some we had some interesting singles. We had So Icy Boys 3, which is Gucci Mane. You know, Pooh Shiesty and then the other boys in the crew. We got Montero or Call Me By Your Name, Lil Nas X, which is music video is supposed to be causing some controversy. I'm stay out of that. Then you got Brock Hampton featuring Danny Brown with Buzz Cut, Moneybag Yo and Future Hard for the Next. Song about how you making it harder for the next guy coming after your girl. Uh, whatever. And then you got Cooking with Grease, <laughs> Cooking with Grease by Drum. You guys might not remember him, but he's got to make broccoli with, with Lil Yachty a, a couple years back. You got um, Cowboy and Future and Lil Wayne called Miseducation. I don't, he sounds like Lil Durk to me, man. Maybe it's maybe it's just me, man. But he sounds like a carbon copy of Lil Durk on that. YNW Melly dropped Na 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 Boo Boo. Big Purr dropped, <laughs> no, Koei LeRae dropped Big Purr, Future and Pushiesty. Enchanting dropped Want Some. I'm fucking with her chanting, man. She got a nice vibe to her. You know, she got that whispering sound. I may not be crazy over it, but it is unique in the sense of female rappers. Princess Nokia drop is not my fault. Rush drop bankrupt. Trap boy Freddy drop Oak Cliff. Solid little track. Bobby Sessions drop Cog in the Machine. 
And then we got a few other pop tracks. Anyway, this playlist is going to be available to you. Um, overall, some solid tracks, some solid drops. You know, if, you, if you're not feeling the Rob Wade album, you've got to check out that new Young Dolph Key Glock and that new Big Mensa. Um, and then some other albums. So if there was anything else I didn't mention that you would like to talk about, you think it's really good, feel free to let me know. If nothing else, I'm signing out for this episode of New Music Fridays. Yeah.